Hello and welcome to episode 57. Today I am talking about client success through curriculum design. So this may be a little bit of a high level conversation, but last week I did a live stream with my biz bestie Danielle Morell of Rich Girl Business, which I will put in the show notes so that you can review and watch the replay on your own time. But in that we talked about the 12 months coaching programs. Uh, Actually, I think there's also a replay here on the podcast. So scroll through so you can see that as well. But we talked about the conversation around 12 months and it being too long for a coaching program and Danielle and I telling and sharing why it is actually just the tip of the iceberg. And so today I want to take it a step further and talk about client success as it relates to curriculum design. And so if you are someone who has a course group group coaching program, or you desire to launch one, this is fantastic for you as we dive into really what it takes to have a high level service that you're providing through your group coaching and to really facilitate awesome and transformational results for your clients. So let's go ahead and get started. Hello and welcome to Activate Your Massive Brand with Tanya Rivera Falcone. This podcast was created for impact-driven and legacy-minded women of influence who are looking to grow and even scale their coaching businesses with five-figure transformational coaching packages. Tanya, the founder of Massive Brand Consulting, specializes in high-ticket sales, offer creation and curriculum design, and high-performance team building, and believes that with the right offer, the right marketing plan, and the right team, you truly can create your business and life by design. So I think one of the things that really gets me is that in this industry, we talk a lot about getting clients results, but we don't talk enough about what mastery looks like. We don't talk enough about what good looks like. We don't talk enough about making sure that your clients not only feel good about the information that they're learning or that they're implementing, but that they understand how to really execute at a level of mastery that really does produce great results for the long term and also allows them to get results through their people. So if you are someone who, like me, is coaching people who is aspiring to have teams or also has teams, then you understand how important it is to not only understand how to do business, but to also be able to teach and lead teams who help drive business. And so I really get passionate about that because if you know, you know that my background is in management. I spent a very long time, almost 20 years of my life managing people. I probably hired well over 300 plus employees. At one time I had a team of over 100 and I had 20 managers that worked for me. So I truly get people. I understand what it means to move results through people and to facilitate great results, but also a culture that thrives on that. And so when we talk about coaching for results, we have to understand that there's levels to it, okay? So there's levels to learning There's levels of competency that we skip over. And again, I told you this might be a little bit of a heavy episode, but I really want you to understand the clients that work with me, we're not just talking about how to do the thing and then walk off. I'm not telling you how to run a group program 
just to say that you are able to sign a few clients. I'm talking about building a world-class business that you are proud of, that you could pop, maybe even sell, it's that good, right? Like, I really and truly hope, even if you never become a customer or a client of mine, that you walk away with that air. Like, I do this, and I do this professionally, and I'm not here to, you know, half-ass this. I really and truly care about my clients and the results that I'm, you know, facilitating through them. And I think we talk so big, we talk about numbers all the time and enrolling all these people and having 100K months and million dollar days. And that is well and good as long as your clients are getting results or at least the large majority, right? Because we know we're going to enroll people who may not be able to do the thing and maybe they're not a fit. But by and large, it is really important for you to understand the importance of curriculum design especially if you are someone like me who desires to have hundreds of people in one program alone, I take this very seriously. I'm not going to just put together a bunch of modules just to say that I have a program. I'm not going to, you know, throw, you know, some calls or whatever onto a platform and call it done. So I hope that if you're listening, you're like, yes, that's me. I'm, I, you know, I operate in excellence and I also really care about the results that I hope that my clients are desiring to have inside of my programs. And so another reason why I really champion 12-month-long programs is because you get to do this in excellence. And I'm not saying you can't have a stellar program in 30 days. I'm not saying you can't really dive deep into the curriculum in 30 days. But what I'm saying is I want a level of leadership that comes out of my clients. I want them to walk away different. I want them to walk away smelling different. <laughs> I want them to walk away feeling different, right? I want their team to be like, dang, what a tiny tiny, like what, what, what happened? I want their husband to be like, wow, okay, massive brand, like let's get it. Like that's what I want. And I hope you want that for your clients as well. So without further ado, I want to walk you through just as an example of why this is so important, okay, because I can say all the things, but I really want to break down a couple of things. So I'm going to break down the stages of competence. I'm going to walk through the levels of mastery, and then I'm going to walk you through the massive brand curriculum design framework so you know exactly what I teach and how I help my clients build world-class, stellar group programs. Again, it's not just about saying, okay, it's $20,000, boom, done. No, honey. When we package something at $20,000, it's for a good reason, okay? You with me? You following? Okay, good. So let's start first with the stages of competence. Now, you may have already heard of this before because if you've been in college, you probably have known, but Noel Birch in the 1970s worked with Gordon Training International. He came up with this whole idea about competency. And basically really understanding what it takes to get to someone to learn a skill. And we don't often consider the unconscious level of competence or incompetence. And so I'm going to walk you through that right now. So this is not to school you, but this is just to show you really and truly um, why it's so important to really take your curriculum design seriously, especially if you have a 12-month program. So the first is called unconscious incompetence, which is basically ignorance, right? So the individual does not understand or know how to do something and does not necessarily recognize the deficit. So they don't know what they don't know, right? 
They may deny the usefulness of the skill. So there's someone who you probably wouldn't want to put in your program because if they don't know what they don't know, it'd be a hard, um, really hard to get them to move to action. But this could be something that you're thinking about when you're thinking about content, right? When I'm producing content, I really hone in on actually the next person, but a little bit of the first person. So the first person is unconsciously incompetent. They don't know what they don't know. So again, you're not enrolling this person into your program, so to speak, but you're creating content to position them to buy what I call pre-client conditioning content. Okay. The next level of competence is conscious incompetence, meaning I know, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Like I know I could be doing something, but it's like how? So they recognize the deficit, but they don't know how to get the thing done, whatever new skill or whatever, right? Then it's conscious competence. So this is the person that I really love talking to because they understand and know how and oftentimes are kind of demonstrating the skill set required to get that whatever thing done, that new skill, but still need some help. So when we think about um, our client, our, you know, pre-client conditioning content, really the conscious incompetence and also the conscious competent person, the one who's kind of learning and probably trying to figure it out by themselves, right? Is that person that you're wanting to attract. And then through your program, they increase their level of conscious competence until they have an unconscious level of competence meaning it's second nature, right? They can close their eyes, do the thing, tie their hands behind their back, and what, right? That's that unconscious level of competence, which we call mastery. And so this is why it's really important to understand where your clients are coming in at, what level of competency do they have, and what level of competency are you promising? So if you're just promising that they learn the thing and they stop at conscious competence, then that's fine. I want to get to an unconscious level of competence with my girls, with my clients, with my students, so that they know what they know and what, right? Like they can, with their eyes closed, hands tied behind their back, all the things, and they can still do the thing, okay? So that is the um, four stages of competence, again, by Noelle Birch, you can Google it, whatever. But just to give you an idea of what we're talking about here. Now I want to walk you through um, the levels of mastery. So it's very similar to what we just talked about. And I'm going to go through this quickly. But it's the understanding. So the conceptual knowledge. That's level one. Level two, basic competence. Again, when we talk about that basic level of competence, that is a really good person to be conditioning in your audience to get them to understand that you're program can help them get to that next level of competence, right? Fluency, that's the third level of mastery. So we talk about that professional, really capable, they're really good at it. Then we talk about that creative level. So not only are they fluent in this skill, but they're also able to make it their own, right? It's not just, hey, I'm duplicating what you told me and getting success that way. Now I reach a creative level of mastery. So I'm able to make it my own, flip it, reverse it, remix it, and my results are even better. Then we take it to that next level, which is basically just basic mastery. 
and it's excellent in all areas of this skill. Okay, so we talked about understanding, basic competence, fluency, creativity, and then mastery. I wanna add on one more level that most of us in this business don't talk about, and that is the leadership level. That is the level that I spent a lot of, t- a lot of time in my career at and helping my leaders as well. And it is understanding and having such competence in a certain skill that I am not only able to do it well, but I'm also able to make it my own, right? And be an innovator in this skill and really hold just such an amazing and massive amount of knowledge towards this skill and also um, execution, meaning I only, not only I know, but I've been doing the thing. And then taking it up to the next level, which is leadership, which means I can teach you to get great results too. Okay, so that is the next level of mastery that we don't talk about. We talk about being good and kind of good and, you know, that kind of competent, right? That whole um, conscious competence, right? But what I want is for not only for you to have that um, unconscious level of of competence where you're doing the thing, but that you've reached a level of mastery beyond mastery, that it's a leadership type mastery, right? That you are able to not only do the thing very well, but you can also teach your team to help you execute, whether it's a part of the thing. So for example, if it is you know, creating your high ticket group program or running Facebook ads or whatever the skill is, that you've reached a level of leadership so you're able to get results through people, not just yourself, results through people. Okay, so I hope this is making sense. We talked about the levels and stages of competence. We talked about the levels of mastery, which I really want you to kind of sit and think on. Where are you at in some of the key areas of your growth right now? Are you in understanding, basic competence, fluency, creativity, mastery, or leadership? Okay. So now let's talk about the massive brand curriculum design framework. So these are just questions. They're uh, nine questions that I want you to ask yourself when you're talking and looking at your curriculum and your courses and your lessons and your modules these are the exact questions that I, you know, ask my clients and really help them break down, are we doing what we need to do to really make sure that this person is going to move through this content and get results? So I'm going to walk you through some questions that you're going to ask. I highly, highly suggest one that you try to slow down my audio. <laughs> Two, that you save this interview, this interview, this episode, because it's going to be very beneficial for you in the future. Um, and also too, no shameless plug here. If you're really looking forward to jumping in and creating your high ticket group program with success, the success that I've been talking about, go ahead and DM me or even enroll. There's a link probably in the show notes or at least book a call so that we can chat about your group program. Okay. All right. So let's walk through the massive brand curriculum design framework. These are questions that you would ask yourself as you're creating your own curriculum for your program. Okay. One, is it coherent? Does it make sense and can clearly be and easily be understood to be implemented and integrated into their business? Okay. One, two, 
Content. Is the content delivered in a way that will promote consumption and allow for follow through? What I mean by that is, do you have 20,000, 19,000 minute videos, right? Or are you delivering it in a way that will promote consumption? So when I go to someone's, when I log into one of my group coaching programs or to a course that I purchase and I see 10 minute videos, 20 minute videos, I get excited. When I see three hour long videos, I get overwhelmed, (laughs) okay? And so you wanna make sure that your content is delivered in a way that is digestible, but that there's also additional elements outside of video because we always go to video, video, video. But what about audio? (laughs) What about text? What about PDFs? What about worksheets? Right, really understanding that there's several different ways to learn and you want to make sure that you are understanding that when you are creating the content for your curriculum. Okay, the next is context. Does it speak to where they are and is it appropriate for what they desire? So meaning if I'm talking to someone or if I have a program, right, that is helping someone hit their first thousand dollar week, then I'm not talking about a hundred K months right? So is it appropriate for where they are? What we don't want to do is intimidate someone or on the flip side of that, (laughs) insult someone by speaking too low, right? So we really want to know. And that's why understanding that the stages of competence and getting people into your program and knowing where they are so that contextually it makes sense for them. We also want to challenge them. So does it broaden their knowledge, awareness, or even beliefs in any way to help foster growth. So yes, we want them to grow in knowledge and awareness in certain things. We want them to learn new skill sets, but we also want to up-level their belief system as well, especially if we're talking about growing in a certain area. So that's very, very important, okay? The next is measure. Is there a way to measure success in the area of focus? And so in my program, I have checkpoints to make sure we're tracking and we're measuring. And we also have other ways to get information from our clients in real time to know what they've been applying so far as far as the information and what results have come from that application. So you wanna make sure that there's a way to measure success so that you know, again, if it's coherent, if the context, the content is good enough, right? And if it's delivered in a way that promotes consumption and if there's context that makes sense, that it's appropriate, right? Then you'll know that those are yes, 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 when the measurement of success is growing, when we're seeing that measure and we're seeing the increase there. Okay, the next is mastery, because duh, (laughs) what does mastery look like and how can you facilitate achievement of that level of learning? So yes, I want to be able to teach you whatever the thing is that I teach that is my subject matter that I'm the expert in, but I also need to have an understanding, right, of what good looks like, what great looks like, and what best looks like, and what level of mastery am I promising within the framework of my program and within the time frame of the program so that I can track, again, and measure the success and know who's doing well and who needs additional coaching and additional nurturing. The next is purpose. Does it have a goal or a key focus objective? This is important because a lot of times people put and they stuff, 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 stuff their course or their group program with things that they feel like can help, 
but really doesn't have a purpose. And we do that because we want to quote unquote, get them results. But oftentimes it's because we feel like, well, if I'm charging $20,000, I better have a lot of videos. And that's not what this is about. This is about purposefully creating something that will drive results and get her to her desired transformation. So it's not about more, it's about more effective. Okay, we don't want more, we want more effective. So we have to be purposefully creating content that drives results for her. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it has to be purposeful. And then relevant, kind of speaks to purpose, but does it serve the overall purpose of getting the client to their desired transformation? Is there relevancy here? Does this make sense? And then the last is sequential and vertically integrated. So that just means, is this progression based? And focus on sequencing knowledge, meaning am I teaching in order that makes sense? Or am I teaching, you know, lesson five, so to speak, before lesson one and confusing her? We want this to be phased out in a way where the information is building on each other and allowing her to seamlessly move through the content as, as she's integrating, right? We want the simultaneous, uh, like, flow of learning, awareness, integrating, implementing, learn, mastery, right? We want that flow and the way in which you create the content and this, you know, how it is sequentially designed helps the progression of her movement through the program, but also facilitates action and helps her move through and make sure that she's doing the things in order to get the best results. Okay, so I'm gonna go through this one more time. Coherent, content, context, challenging, measure, mastery, purpose, relevancy, and sequential and vertically integrated. So my question to you is, what does it look like now? Like, what does your program look like now? Do you feel really good about your program and how it's been designed and the curriculum of that? Does it need work? What are your clients been saying? Do you even have a way to get client feedback in real time? So you're constantly, you know, working through your program. And so one thing I want to say, because this does can can also be a little intimidating, is that this is not for you to be like, okay, I got to flip my whole program now. I got to make this whole thing like, no. Someone said it, and this is actually something that I've said before as well, that think about the iPhone, right? Think about, I ha- I don't know if you ever had the, the iPhone, the first generation. I actually still own it because I feel like it's it's like it's vintage, right? Like I will never let, let go of my first iPhone. I ha- literally have the iPhone one, but I also had the iPhone three. I had the 3G, I had the four, I had the five, I had the six. I don't think I had the seven, but I know I had the, the X or the 10, the 11, and I had the 12, I had the 13 now. I'm probably gonna skip the 14 and get the 15. Do you see where I'm going with this, right? Like, I was committed to every rendition because I knew every time it was gonna be better. And so we tend to, when we build our coaching programs, we wanna build the iPhone 14. It's okay to start at 1.0, but knowing this, makes your 1.0 better than it ever would have been, right? So what can you take away? I guess my question is this. What can you take away from this episode to make your current 1.0 2.0 or your current 5.0 6.0? 
right? Like what can we do to really understand the levels and stages of competence and understanding how we move through, um, you know, the, 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 the stages of our actual funnel in our business, knowing that there's that unconscious incompetence, that there's a conscious incompetence, that awareness, and moving to that level of mastery and then taking mastery as a whole and breaking down what that even looks like. And then knowing how you're going to move from this point forward and even thinking of the massive brand curriculum design framework, like which, which piece do I really want to hold on to, right? So you may hear all these things, coherent, content, context. And then that one thing that stuck out to you, maybe it was challenging. Maybe you want to make sure that you're challenging your clients or your students. Maybe you want to check for relevancy, right? Maybe you want to check for mastery, like what does good really, really look like in these areas, right? So it doesn't have to be everything perfect, but this is the baseline. This is this is where you go. This is the foundational work that gives you the safety net to say, I'm working towards having the best program ever in my field of study, in my area of expertise, because I care that much about the results that my clients get. And I do that through being really careful and carefully crafting my program and caring about the curriculum design. Okay, so I said a lot. (laughs) I hope this episode was helpful. Um, Shoot me a DM if you wanna learn more about this, you want me to unpack this even more. I feel like I've said a lot, but I haven't said enough, so I feel like there's more episodes coming on this. Uh, If you have questions about anything as it relates to your high ticket offer, your five figure offer, your group coaching program, let me know. And of course, if you are ready to book a call, The link is in the show notes. And also, if you want to skip the line and enroll in the high ticket offer elixir where we talk all about this, then go ahead and DM me on Instagram and we can get you plugged in and enrolled so that you don't miss the next coaching call. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Activate Your Massive Brand podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, I encourage you to subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. And if you have any major takeaways, I would love for you to leave a review. Reviews ensure that our content stays relevant, so they're super helpful. To stay connected, follow me on all the socials at Tanya Rivera Falcone and go to monetize.massivebrandconsulting.com forward slash start dash here to learn more about booking a complimentary offer audit, a map to millions consultation, or enrolling into our legacy program, the High Ticket Offer Elixir. Until next time.